Welcome to episode three of the Church Planter Starter Kit podcast, where busy church planners and pastors like you can learn to use your church website and brand as a digital missionary. My name is Robbie Fowler. Glad you're here with me on this third episode. And here's the deal. If you're planting a church or you're a pastor, right, you know you have to have a website. But websites and branding and marketing, for so many of us, uh, you know, it just feels foreign. Uh, it, it feels weird. Sometimes when I talk to my my friends, they're planters uh, or, or pastors, you know, it even makes them feel kind of shady, the whole, just this whole world. Uh, another problem is you're drowning in a to-do list, right? If you're a church planter or a pastor, you've got more to-dos than anyone can possibly imagine, right? So you're just drowning in this to-do list on top of the fact that this whole thing is just kind of weird, this website, marketing, branding stuff. And then probably number three, uh, you're intimidated. Just put all that together and it's just intimidating. A website, branding, marketing, all this stuff. Um, When you think about it, you know, it doesn't stir up a lot of confidence in you. Uh, you, when you think about it, you know you don't have enough time to really deal with it. You don't have the skills. Usually, um, you know this is outside your wheelhouse, and you know you don't have a pile of cash, right? You just don't have some resources just to go hire some expert or some firm or somebody else to really take care of all this. And so, what ends up happening is we say, "Well, I'll just deal with it later," right? Particularly for church planters, like once I get big, once we kind of are established, once you know, once upon a time, when when we hit the certain level or whatever, I'll deal with it then. I'll I'll make it better later. I'll dial it in later. I'll figure it out later because there's just so much stuff to get done. Again, combined with the fact that that this whole area, we're just not confident in it. And so that's why I'm here to help. Uh, You're called to plant, I'm called to help. That's what I say uh, to my friends all the time. So I'm I'm here to help you save time. I'm here to just give you some skills and some insights and to offer my uh, own expertise to help you out. And uh, hopefully I'm going to save you from wasting all kinds of money uh, on these areas so that you're not out there spending money on stuff that you don't, don't need. So bottom line... Look, I know this whole area makes a lot of us uncomfortable, uh, but we also know it's unavoidable, right? It's critical, your website and your brand. But here's what I want you to start thinking about. It's actually powerful, right? It's an opportunity for you to connect with the people that you're called to reach. That's what your website and your brand represent. They represent opportunity. And it's a really cool resource um, that we have at our disposal. And so I want I want to help you kind of transition from looking at it like, oh no, to, to hopefully a powerful opportunity to connect like a digital missionary with the people that you're called to reach. So we started our uh, this whole podcast off with this first little introductory series that I'm calling the five missional marketing maxims that kind of undergird the whole church planter starter kit. I know that's hard to say, but thankfully you don't have to say it. I'm the only one saying it. Five missional marketing Maxim. So that's where we started. And there's three things I wanted us to do with this first series. And number one, I want you to be excited about how powerful your church website and church brand can be. I want you to start getting excited about that instead of being intimidated by it. 
Uh, a second thing I want us to get out of this series together is it's totally normal and okay that you don't know anything about websites or branding, right? Like that's okay. It's normal. Don't feel like, oh no, I should be this on top of the 8 million other things I'm supposed to be as a church planter or a pastor. Nope. It's okay. It's normal that this is not in your wheelhouse. So and I would go even further to say uh, it's not your fault that you're not an expert in these areas. But here's what I want us to embrace. It is your responsibility, right? Your church brand, your website, uh, those things are still ultimately your responsibility. And the last thing I want you to know from this series is that you're not alone, right? You're not alone. You can do this. Jesus is with you. I'm here with you right? You and me together makes two at least, right? And Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. So again, you're called to plant, I'm called to help. So you got help. All right. All right. So last time uh, we looked at the second of the five missional marketing maxims. And that one was, uh, here, here, here was that maxim. The people you're called to reach are the people in your community least interested in you being there. Okay? So that's what we looked at last time. Go back and check that episode out. And today, here's what we're going to dive into real quick, is nearly every person, by the way, this is the second missional maxim, sorry, nearly every person you're called to reach will interact with your brand and your website when considering your church or your church plant, Right? Nearly every person you're called to reach is going to come across. They're going to interface with, interact with your brand and your church website. Okay? And that reality is either what I just said, either just scared you, like, oh, no. (laughs) Or what I wanted to do, again, is excite you. Like, all right, that's cool. Okay? So here's what I want us to think about. We said... Nearly every person you're called to reach will interact with your brand and website. Okay, so let's start with that brand piece of of the brand and website piece. Branding is usually the most mysterious. It's usually the one uh, even most businesses aren't real sure what it is. Okay, but uh, we're not going to dive real deep, but here's what I want you to think about. You know, your brand is kind of, um, it, it provides maybe three handles for the people that you're called to reach to grab a hold of. Three handles, right? Uh, we dive into this more in the actual Church Planter Starter Kit, which is a seven-week course. I'll mention that, uh, a little more details about that at the end. Uh, but three handles for you for your brand. It gives folks uh, a visual handle, right? There's there's a visual aspect to your brand. There's a verbal aspect, the words that you use. And there's a value aspect, kind of the value that you are uh, portraying or demonstrating out there, okay? But but here's the deal that you need, need to understand. Your brand gives the people that you're called to reach, it gives them uh, a, a handle, right? Something to grab onto to say, um, who is this organization group, in your case, church, church plant, okay? And so think about it. Everybody that comes into contact with your church plant is going to come across your brand, Okay, it's going to come across your brand. Now, here's how this relates to the gospel. Real quick, um, I'm a little bit of a nerd, right? So if if you're like me, you do a little bit of uh, a word search, and you'll probably realize this really fast, right? When we think of branding, most of us think of logo. Uh, it's actually more than that, but let's just start there, okay? 
So if you if you look up the etymology of the word logo, uh, because you're a geek like me, then here was the little kind of three skips across the pond I saw. The first stop says logo defines it this way, a simple symbol, simple symbol or graphic meant to represent something. First used probably around 1937 as a shortening of this word logogram. Never heard of that word. Probably you haven't even. So what you and I think of when we think of a logo as part of a brand, right, first kind of showed up in our language around 1937. It's probably a shortened version of the word logogram. So you're like me, you're like, well, what's a logogram? So look that word up, and it's defined as a word sign uh, uh, that represents a word. A word sign or sign, like a logo mark, right, that represents a word. That was first used in 1840, right? So we went from logogram in 1840 to logo in 1937. And then if you trace, obviously, the history of the word logo, that comes from the Greek word, ah, logos, right? That's the word used in John 1. In the beginning was the logos. Now, I'm not suggesting that Jesus is God's logo mark necessarily. But what I am saying is Jesus is the incarnate visual representation of the invisible God, right? He gives us handles on, well, who is God? What is he like? Okay, the same thing's true for your brand. Okay, it gives people handles to to grab onto, right? So, remember, everyone or nearly everyone who's going to interact with your church and your church plant is going to consider your brand as part of that interaction, okay? Um, the second piece, website, okay? So nearly every person that is going to um, consider your church is going to use your website as part of that process of trying to figure out, hey, do I want to connect with them? Do I want to take the next step? Is this a place for me? Nearly every person you're called to reach will, at some point, as part of their decision, is going to use your website, okay? Um, here's a few quick stats just to just kind of back up how important this piece is. Uh, Barner did some research back in December of 2014 Here's one of the important quotes they said about um, just the people that we're trying to reach, right? Uh, The number of unchurched people in America would make the eighth most populous country in the world. In other words, the people we're trying to reach with our websites, remember, we, we talked about it last week, this is a tough demographic. These are people that aren't in a church, aren't part of a church, um, you know, for, for a reason, don't want to be, and that's a large number. The United States, that's, again, take all of them, eighth most populous country in the world. So your website is is uh, is going to aim at a large group of people, and it's a large group of people that are trying to figure out, hey, do you, does your church relate to me in any way? Okay? Uh, here's another stat behind research. Uh, some recent research shows that 97% of consumers, of consumers search for local organizations online, right? Not a big shocker. Just like you, right? If you want to find a restaurant, if you want to find a place to get your oil changed or whatever, right? You hop on your phone or you hop online and you do a local search. Well, same thing is true for churches. 
right? If people have any interest or whatever, they're they're using local online searches. 97% of folks, that's what they're doing, okay? So in other words, they're going to come across your church website if they come across you at all in part of their consideration as to whether or not they want to check you out further, right? Uh, even Kevin DeYoung, way back in 2011, which in internet years is like 130 years ago or something like that, if you run the calculations. Uh, just kidding. But So even back in 2011, uh, 2011, listen to this quote, and I wouldn't say Kevin DeYoung is like a webmaster designer expert person, but but he even, even he recognized this way back then. He says, quote, if your church does not have a decent website, you're uninviting a lot of people who might otherwise have considered your church. Okay, if your church does not have a decent website, you're uninviting a lot of people who might otherwise have considered your church or considered doing life with you, right? And then uh, here's what I think maybe is one of the best reasons, uh, and I'll talk about this more probably in an, in an article on Church Planner Starter Kit pretty soon, but um, 333 reasons. Uh, check that. 447 reasons. Actually, stop. 874 reasons why your church website is important. Those numbers represent me checking on the website visits, right? Looked at the stats. The visits of a church planting website that I got to help uh, a church planter with. He's not in a huge market. He's not in a huge area. He's not a big name. But that's how many unique visitors he's had in the last 30 days, the last three times I've checked his website reporting stats. Okay, the first time I checked, uh, he had 333 unique visitors. The next time I checked, like a month later or so, he'd had 447 web, unique website visitors to his site. And then I just checked today, 874 unique visitors in the last 30 days. So nearly everyone who's going to consider your church, right, is going to use your brand and your website as part of that consideration process. So I want that not to scare you. I want that to excite you like, whoa, if I was able to talk to 840-something people over the next 30 days about my church plant, uh, yeah, I would take that opportunity. That's the potential and power that your brand and your website has. <clears throat> and so that's super exciting, right? So we can get excited about that. So here's what I've got for you today. I've got a, a resource. You can find it in the show notes for the podcast. So however you're listening to this podcast, just click the show notes. I'll put the links in there to it. Or you can go to churchplanterstarterkit.com forward slash three, because this is episode three, and you'll find the show notes and in, in the resource there. But I've got a, a real cool, simple uh, PDF that you can download, right? And it's three tips to immediately improve your church website. Even if you don't have one, download this, uh, use it as you're getting ready to develop your website. If you already have one, hey, three tips to immediately improve your church website, okay? Like, you can do that today. You can do this this week. 
So uh, I encourage you to go grab that resource. Again, it's free, uh, and it's going to help you think about three things that you can do to immediately improve your website for your church or your church plant. So I hope you find that super helpful. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me again today. Uh, If you're interested, if you want to dive into this uh, more, if you want more help in some, some training uh, you, you don't want to try to go figure all this out yourself, um, then I'd love to invite you to check out the Church Planter Starter Kit. It's a seven-week uh, live online digital course for busy church planters. And uh, over those seven weeks, I'm going to just walk you through the, the clear, simple steps you can use to kind of go from, oh, I don't know anything about this, to digital missionary, right? So, so you can start using your brand and your website as, as a digital missionary with the gospel and connect with the people that you're called to reach. Uh, if you are at all interested in getting some help on that, again, go check out churchplanterstarterkit.com. Once you hit the site, you'll see kind of big button it says, get the kit. It'll tell you all about it. Feel free. There's a little chat message box there on the website. You're more than welcome to reach out to me and ask me questions about that. Um, but super, super excited about that possibility for you. So if you want some help, there's even more help there. Uh, next time, we'll talk in the next episode about the next missional marketing Maxim. So hope you'll join me then. In the meantime, if uh, if you like this podcast, one great way to help get this in the hands of some more people is if you'll leave a review and rating on iTunes. Um, that would be great. And uh, I'd really appreciate that. You can help me help more church planters and pastors uh, become better digital missionaries. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. 